You're listening to the Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hello and welcome to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. This is episode episode 42. Um, and today, um, this is a solo episode. I haven't done one of these in a while. And uh, yeah, it's it feels always a little weird not... Um, having a guest on, but I wanted to share a few things with you today. Um, The first thing is I wanted to share with you a couple of fun things that we do with our family for Christmas. Um, I always love seeing what other people are up to this time of year. Um, some It's just fun to see the different things that people enjoy doing together as a family, some of their traditions, and I kind of stay away from it a little bit more this time of year. I don't know if you're like me in this way, but over the years, I have gotten sucked into, you know, the Instagram world of Christmas, where you're seeing the perfect recipes and the perfectly wrapped gifts and you're seeing the perfect, you know, decor in the home and all the things. And then you can start the very typical comparison game. And then you start thinking you need to do more or do different. And a a few years ago, I realized that it was still affecting me a bit. And I took a huge step back from, um, the scrolling part of this new era of smartphones. And it really has made a difference. I'm really thankful for it. Um, But in saying that, I do love when I just kind of get a little glimpse into what other people are doing. It's so fun to see how other people are celebrating. And maybe you don't celebrate um, Christmas, or maybe you do it really differently from um, maybe the more standard or conventional way of celebrating Christmas. and that's okay. Um, but for me and for our family, we love to just celebrate through different in different ways that just help us to stay focused on God's design for family, um, celebrating being together, um, enjoying little things. We do puzzles. Um, we, we do the Christmas baking. Um, the other night we sat and we brought out the acrylic paints and we uh, had these, I found this really cute set of wooden ornaments and we just sat and we painted these ornaments and it was so fun and sweet to do together. And um, I always find our kids are the most peaceful when we just focus in on something together like that. And I would say if there's any desire my heart for change this coming year it is that we would as a family do more together I feel like we're in a season where everybody's got their own thing um, going on things going on and it's I often feel like it's a struggle to try to find time together with all of us and so this this little just moment this little evening a couple nights ago of doing of making ornaments together was very sweet very precious to me and I hope that we get to do more 
of that. Um, another thing that I love to do is I um, I am a gift giver and I love I love I just love giving gifts and um, maybe too much sometimes and sometimes I spoil our kids at Christmas yes I do and um, and I always want to be minimalist and um, we are talking about the series we're in right now is the thriving home um, we've been talking about minimalism and about decluttering and living with less and it's been so good but at Christmas time I find that um, if generosity is done right, I think it's such a good thing. And and I just love to see generosity with our own kids. And in fact, this year, a few of the kids asked without my prompting them um, if they could get gifts for their siblings. And that was really fun for me. And so, um, and some were willing to spend, the two olders were willing to spend their own money. Awesome. Awesome. I just love that. So generosity is is a big one. Um, and so one of the things that I do in terms of gifts is I always have a cozy gift. Um, and this year, um, the kids are getting them early tomorrow, actually, I believe, tonight or tomorrow. But they're getting, they're all getting the like zip up the cotton jersey onesies. So the ones with the hood, they're like the sweater, zip up sweater onesies. And so fun, so fun. And actually, my oldest this year won't be getting one of those. She's getting just some regular cozy jammies. But it's just something that I like to do every year. Um, everyone kind of looks forward to it. I also got a second cozy gift this year, which sounds excessive, I know, but we have three boys and three girls in our household. And so it's very fun to get to do things to celebrate that as well. And so I got the boys all matching robes, daddy included. And then I got all of us girls some matching dress jammies. And so I can't wait to just capture capture some sweet pictures with us in those. And um, what else? I mean, we just, oh, I did one other thing that's a little different this year. And I wanted to share that with you too. Um, I am actually heading in for a surgery, <laughs> a quite a significant surgery in two days. And I haven't talked about it at all. Um, and maybe I will after when I'm recovering, but um, it's been something I've been very nervous about, but something necessary for my health and our family. And um, and so I wanted to make sure this year that I I eliminated some of the stressors that have existed in previous years. And one of those things has been the asking, constant asking about what gifts are. And while that can be fun for like one day, <laughs> when it goes on for weeks and weeks because the presents are under the tree so long, that, yeah, that's just not fun. And I know some of you are probably thinking, what? I don't put them under the tree until the night before. And I have to say, I'm I'm with you. Like, that has been my goal every year. But I get so excited, and then I end up bringing presents upstairs early, and the kids are so excited, and it's all good. And then the questions start. And then I end up caving and letting them have a gift like a couple days early. And oh man, it's a gong show over here. You can obviously tell I'm not very good at self-restraint when it comes to the gifts. So this year, I decided that I was going to wrap all of their main gifts in one box each. 
And that has been the best decision because I brought them upstairs not quite a week ago, just a few days ago. And so we've had all these beautiful, huge boxes wrapped under the tree. And no one's asking any questions because they know that their their presents are all in the one box. And so at Christmas or Christmas Eve, whenever we decide to open them, they get to open up one box each and then inside are all of their individually wrapped gifts. And I am so glad I did it because I have not had to answer one question about one gift. They all just know and it has been awesome. I'm just so thankful. And so it's reduced stress <laughs> leading up to not only Christmas, but my my um, surgery coming up and uh, yeah, it's been a great thing. The house is decorated and we're ready to go. The other night something happened and it gave me pause to really reflect again on my motherhood journey and I had to take a, an honest look at some of the things in my life that don't look the way that I thought that they might look um, as a mom. And so I decided to start writing things down as I often do. And as I was writing, I thought I would really like to share this. So I thought I'll write this into an article and post it on my socials and just share it there. And then as I kept writing and writing, I thought, well, maybe this should be for the podcast. Um, and so today I want to share with you uh, just a little a little bit of honest motherhood about messy hearts and making room this season. I leaned over and I kissed his still baby soft cheek and I curled up beside him for bedtime snuggles. He was winding down quickly, favorite blanket tucked loosely under his chin. What was your best moment today? And what was the worst? I said to him quietly, something I often ask the kids after school or during a quiet moment later in the day. It's a helpful way to provide them an anticipated opportunity to share joys and disappointments. A short pause. The best was reading five books five minutes ago. And what was the worst? A slightly longer pause. When you yelled at us after school unexpected gut check. I zipped back to when our eldest was in my newly growing stomach and the endless hopes I'd had for motherhood. Hearing the words mama providing nourishment and snuggles, the sleepy eyelids fluttering closed, wiping sweet potato covered faces and soothing hungry cries, filling tiny bathtubs and even the exhausted nights feeding a very hungry and exhausted baby. I realistically anticipated gentle correction and firm reminders. I looked forward to the teachable moments and wiping away tears after a fall or a disappointment. I acknowledged that I would make mistakes and perhaps even be patient, but never did it cross my mind that one day my frustrated reaction to disobedience would be verbally communicated to me as the worst part of my small child's day. 
In that quiet yet brutally honest moment that only a six-year-old could provide, my heart felt heavy and I was reminded of my desperate need of God's kindness. Perhaps you can relate, but sometimes instead of humbling myself in a convicting moment, I attempt to draw the attention away from myself and towards the cause of my harsh response. I choose to shift focus in order to avoid acknowledging my shortcomings. I choose to justify rather than accept the deserved weight of my actions. In that heavy-hearted moment with my little boy, I felt the tempting pull once again to explain away my angry display earlier that day. As humans, I think it's quite natural for us to run from any hint of potential discomfort and reject the things and even people that threaten to cause that undesired feeling. We avoid, we excuse, pacify, and deny, and in doing so, we make personal suffering all the worse for ourselves and the ones we love, all to avoid painful reminders of our humanity. Can emotional pain be seen as good sometimes? Absolutely, especially if it's the result of our pride being exposed. If that pain is the result of the awareness that we've done wrong and need to make things right, it's not a pain to turn away from. If the uncomfortable feelings stem from conviction and knowing that we need to acknowledge an ongoing struggle, and that forgiveness and perhaps a reset is needed, then yes, we can see it as a good thing. In that darkened room, fan blowing quietly, the heart pain I felt momentarily revealed to me a need for reevaluation. I had forgotten about the self-control and the gentleness I so often remind my children to display to one another. To their lacking in these traits the arguing and the yelling that had brought me to the end of my patience justify my choice to do the same? No. I had forgotten, like many of us do, in that moment that I am their example, an imperfect example of the kindest man to ever walk the earth. I often wonder as Jesus traveled unwaveringly on mission, with compassionate eyes, gentle hands, and words of truth flowing freely, how often might he have been tempted to ask, why am I doing this? Are they really worth it? These people are flawed and corrupt and incapable of loving one another as I love them. He was human after all. He had the same thoughts and emotions, just the same as us, yet he did not sin because he was and is part of the Trinity one with God himself and the Holy Spirit. And so in saying that, yes, he knew exactly why he was sent to earth. God said we were worth it. He desired to make a way, and so he did. Just like I'm known by nicknames and titles like mommy, daughter, niece, and friend, Jesus also has many names, and God with us is one that we Here often this time of year, it explains to us so clearly that he was not only sent by God, but he is God, and he received the undeserved penalty of death. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because Jesus came to do the unthinkable, to save the undeserving. Advent season is about awaiting the gift of a Savior, the one who would wipe out for eternity the due penalty of our sin. 
As our family shifts focus to this pivotal moment in history, I pray that our children look always at images of the manger and they see God's kindness first, especially when those closest to them fail to show it. The pain caused by others and the pain we cause ourselves can break us in so many ways, but it can also bring us closer to the one who knows exactly how much suffering this life can bring. What a comfort to know that he gets it and he chose to live it. And yet, unlike us, he never sinned. He was on mission to save the world with his life. As I laid on that small twin bed, listening to my son's slow breathing, I said, I'm sorry for yelling. Sometimes mommy forgets and it's not okay. I'm going to try my best not to yell, okay? Will you forgive me? Sleepily, he answered, yes. Thank you, I whispered, and I laid with him a little longer, thinking about how hard it is to be who I want to be for my children, and also how much I truly need Jesus every moment and every day. He is my example, and he promises to make me a little more like himself every day. Just like the innkeeper in Bethlehem could only make room for Mary and Joseph in his smelly stable of little convenience or visual appeal, we can make room for Jesus in our inhospitable and messy hearts this season. And if we do, God with us promises to be with us in our joys and disappointments, in our laughter and in our pain. What a gift of kindness to a world so in need of hope. All right, friends. Well, that is it for the year of 2023. This wraps up our um, our year. Um, but in the new year, we are actually going to be continuing with this series, The Thriving Home. So, so sit tight, enjoy your celebration of Christmas with family and friends. And I hope um, to be recovered and well and back to recording again in mid-January and with new episodes coming at the beginning of February. So Merry Christmas to you all. And thank you once again for being here today. And I can't wait to see you back here again soon.